Welcome to Educationally Speaking on KBMR. This is the radio show that explores all educational topics in our Nevada County Schools. I'm your host, Scott Lay, Nevada County Superintendent of Schools. And with me and my partner in crime is Kim Ewing, Nevada County Arts Coordinator and former teacher in the Nevada City School District. Tonight, Kim and I are pretty excited because we have two guests of one of, we won't call it the best kept secret in Nevada County because a lot of people know about this, but one of the coolest programs in our middle schools, and this is the bike program uh, that is housed at Seven Hill School in Nevada City. And we are such a biking community up here between road bikes and mountain bikes. Now you've got gravel bikes and cyclocross bikes. And, and I'm of the personal belief you cannot have too many bicycles. So it is just an awesome program. Uh, our guest tonight, we have Steve Davis, who founded this program and built it up. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very and nice also, to be here. We're glad you're here. And Ben, thank you for joining us. Ben Preston works uh, at the uh, at, in the bike shop as well and is there and has went to an exciting class and offering something brand new, which we'll talk about tonight. So Ben, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here, Scott. Yeah, we both, uh, Kim and I, like to wish you both a happy new year as we start our uh, to embark on 2022. Let's hope that many of the things we saw in 2021 stay in the rearview mirror. <laughs> uh, and we proceed ahead. So with that, well, Steve, tell us a little bit about the history of the bike shop. We had you on a couple of years ago, but to refresh our memory and how long it's been there and, and the idea behind it, how you came up with it and the need. Well, uh, um it started, uh, I think, in 1990, and I was invited to Tucson, Arizona, by my sister-in-law to come see a program called Bicus. B-I-C-K. I'm sorry, B-I-C-U-S. And each of those uh, letters means something which I've forgotten, <laughs> but but it has. Um, a community-based bicycle program. And I was invited to Tucson to take a look at that program because my sister-in-law knew that I was really into biking and knew that I was kind of interested in seeing what else other people were doing. So I took a look for two days in this bikers program and met a the director of that uh, offering and she was dynamic and wonderful in every way and she uh, gave me terrific ideas about how to engage kids around the process of bicycle building what they did was as i say what it was a community-based program mm -hmm. and so after the two days i was there i began to think whether or not something like that could apply within a school setting. And I came back to uh, Grass Valley or Nevada City and spoke to Lark Zachary, who was the principal at the time. And I proposed to her that we consider doing some sort of a non-academic program that might uh, engage students. She, her almost immediately said, let's give it a try which I was so appreciative of. Yeah. Um, Seven Hills, I, I worked at Seven Hills before for several years before I'd started this program. Um, and I'm, this, I'm a school counselor. I'm a LCSW 
family therapist and had worked at Seven Hills in that capacity since, as I think, uh, about 1999, uh, no, 1998. And then about 1999, I think we started this program. And I present part of the presentation to Lark was just that, you know, it's a very academic school. Um, and with as much academics existed as the counselor, I saw that there were a lot of kids missing out on being successful in that environment. And so the primary push to Lark was, let's try to open this up to other people. Mm-hmm. And as I said, her response was, let's give it a try. So then it was a matter of finding a location and finding resources and and putting the word out about recycling bicycles. And uh, it just kind of ignited. Um, the first elective had 11 kids in it. And it was in the back of the gym in very, very humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, in about... 18 months, we were um, identified by a man who was very impressed with what we were accomplishing. He was uh, impressed with the presentation that students were receiving, and he was impressed with what it was providing within the community. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, the program, as I say, started from humble beginnings, and he stepped forward and said, I really like your program and I would really like to support what you're doing. So back and forth for several years, we discussed what was going on and how, how things were being accomplished. And he said, I'm going to give you $5,000 and I would like you to use that in any way you want. And I said, thank you. And he said, but it will happen only one time. And I said, thank you again. And so I spent that $5,000 on tools or materials or parts or something. And then within six months, he came back to me and said, I'm going to give you another five. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's good news. And so, and then the the following year, he gave me 10,000. Um, again, I'm not, not, I'm not requesting this. He just, out of interest in the goodness of his heart, um, was taken by the program. So I accepted the 10,000 and he said, but, but that's it. <laughs> and I said, and I said, thank you. About a year and a half later, he presented the idea that perhaps I needed a new building for the the bicycle recycle project. And he proposed that we look at the the potentials of what existed and what could exist. Mm -hmm. So we went over to the tech center, first thing, he and I, and looked at property that still is there and available. And the school for whatever reason indicated that they couldn't move to the tech center because it was off campus. So the, the realization was that we needed to build a new shop on a location at Seven Hills. 
So there were two portable buildings that were used for math and, and something else. I don't remember what. And those buildings were pulled out and taken away. And a new bicycle, pro, uh, bicycle building was, was created. And it's like 2,400. Is that right? Uh, do you know, Ben? Yeah. How big that building is? Yeah. It's like 2,400. Yeah. 400 square feet. Yeah, it, it's a good sized building. And, and one thing led to another and we got and, and he gave me $1.4 million to pay for the building and whatever else I needed. Wow. Well, say, that, say that one <laughs> more time. So this started at $5,000 one time. That's it. Get yeah. another five, get a 10, get a few more. And then all of a sudden, it was what now when he did the 1.4 million was that it this time that's it that's all <laughs> and he didn't have to say that <laughs> <laughs> but but indeed that has been the last one although wow. since i received that that 1.4 he sent me a, a bike too for the oh, program yeah. it's it's a bike that was made in china and and ben we have it hanging on the on the ceiling there the, i don't remember what it's called what is it the do you remember pigeon. uh the flying remember. what then? The flying pigeon. Yeah, the flying, flying pigeon. Flying oh pigeon. yeah, flying yeah. pigeon. Okay, nice. That was that's a Chinese-made bike, and I don't know how he accessed, but he sent it to the program. So, <laughs> in that process, all of that, you know, opens the door to facility and supplies. But then, realities came to be the importance of teaching what needed to be taught. Mm-hmm. And I went to U- UBI, the same as, uh, as Ben, the U- United Bicycle Institute, and I spent two weeks there uh, being given all the technical information to bicycle building. And that, that two-week stay in Ashland was just an eye-opener for me. I, you know, I was a basic home mechanic, but mm-hmm. I didn't know the you know, official methods of how to do stuff so this allowed me to to learn what that was in a very short period of time and i came back and was ready to to teach we the program started with a whole bunch of boys and then girls started being introduced to to the idea as an elective and it became kind of a phenomenon on on campus i mean it was you know uh, sought after and uh-huh. everybody thought it, it was very cool. And, you know, I played lots of very good music in, in, the, in the program right. and kids were able to talk and kids were able to relax. And as the counselor, there were some students in that process that allowed me to be able to engage them in the likes of problem mm-hmm. solving and mm-hmm. some counseling based sor- sorts of issues that uh, I would probably never have been able to do except for the bike program because it's much easier for students to speak to the bike teacher than the counselor. Mm-hmm. And that opened the door to counseling within, at, within Seven Hills too, for me. Right, right, wow. So, um, so then uh, six years ago, I retired and had the pleasure of um, having Ben follow up about, what, two years ago, Ben? Yeah, it was uh, 2019, so it would have been um, 
this is my third year here. So, third year here. Okay. and uh, what I've seen Ben do is he's he's doing lots and lots of very good instructional education, mm-hmm. and he's engaging students in a manner that a lot of teachers aren't able to do simply because their environment is very different right. than what we offer in the bike shop. Right. Wow. Well, Ben, that's kind of a segue into you. We've got the building the humble beginnings from a going to a class to bike us in Arizona. And then a gentleman who started with $5,000, but fell in love clearly with the program, what Steve had set up uh, to come with the building. So that's amazing. So, and, uh, Ben, as you said, this is your third year um, at, and running the, the bike program at Nevada City. Yeah. Yeah, I got into it. I've, I've always been in, into bikes. And uh, when I was living in Santa Cruz, uh, I worked with a, a, a nonprofit called the Bike Church and would volunteer there um, helping uh, fix people's bikes. Um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of bike touring. Uh, there were several years when I didn't own a car and I just went everywhere by bike or, or plane if I was flying somewhere. But um, but when I was home, I was only on bikes. Uh-huh. Um, so I was always really into into cycling. And uh, I was working at the School of the Arts about three years ago. And I um, had a bunch of things I had uh, was bringing my students to at the STEAM Expo. And uh, the, the current manager and teacher of the program, Steve Gillespie, was there with the, the bike truck that we have or the bike van we have. And I got talking to him about some of the vintage bikes he had out there and discussing the program. And he was uh, lamenting that he was retiring and they weren't quite sure uh, where, what, what the school was going to do with the program at that point. Um, and I got interested and came down and watched him for an afternoon and decided to, um, even though I really enjoyed my job at, uh, teaching math and science, I, I, I thought this was just too good of an opportunity to combine my my love of teaching and my love of bikes into into one situation so so yeah. i uh, applied for the job and and took it on and and wow. uh it it's been fun yeah well i i can imagine that is great so are do you are you just doing not not just isn't the right word is your main job the just the, just there use just again the bike program or, or do you have other duties in the nevada city school district yeah, to do, to fill, fill out a full time position, I, I do uh, I do half PE and half bike. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, luckily, uh-huh. I work with a, another great PE teacher, Mr. Selby, and um, uh, yeah, Kevin Selby, but, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy, and um, uh, the bike program takes a lot of my additional time, takes a lot of my prep time, and he understands. And sometimes we'll get a, a you know a bunch of deliveries in the middle of the day that I've got to go take care of, and 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 you know, can be out there watching the kids, but he'll, he'll manage things and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, it, it, it takes up quite a bit of time, the, the, the program, but it's, it's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, the, the time with steam, I know Kim and I want to explore that a little more, but I know the thing that brought you to both Kim's my attention was when I was having a conversation with Monica Doherty, the superintendent of the Madison City school district. And she mentioned that you just come back from a frame building uh, a program. And I know being a biker that frame building is not, it's just not something you throw together. Uh, it's an art <laughs> of putting bikes together. Um, so tell me about that. How did that come about? And what was that program like? Right. Um, well, I, was, I first came to my attention um, that we had some money through an industrial arts grant through, through uh, Nevada Union uh, last, late last summer. 
um, when they contacted me and told me I had some some funds uh, through them. And it was an industrial arts grant that Nevada Union had applied for and received. And one of the contingencies of receiving the grant was building industrial arts programs uh, in, in the middle schools, which in most counties are almost uh, non-existent. And, um, you know, at, at our school, we happen mm -hmm. to have industrial arts programs, not only my program, but we also have woodworking and we have the steam robotics programs. Right. And, uh, and so they had built some, some grant money in, which was, uh, which was going to turn into a pumpkin. Uh, uh -huh. So I had to use it. It was for, uh, it was for bike frame building and developing a, a frame building program in our middle school, which was something I was already interested in doing. Uh, the, this happened as COVID was happening. So there weren't a lot of opportunities to, to I mean, the, the school I eventually went to wasn't running last year, their frame building program. And then um, when it started running again, then I contacted them and it, it had filled up with applicants and they said they were discontinuing it because of financial constraints that happened over COVID after this fall. So I applied and I managed to get in after somebody canceled and uh, quickly put together uh, the grant funding with NU and our, working with our school district and uh, went to the program for two weeks and uh, purchased a bunch of the materials and equipment that I need in order to be able to, to build this program. Yeah, it's a really interesting process. For one thing, it, it requires TIG welding, which I yeah. have experience in. So I was I was spending the first three or four days uh, uh, TIG welding and burning holes and and steel. And and <laughs> finally, the the third day, the instructor comes to me and he reaches into his desk, and I'm just I was having no end of problem with the with the TIG welding on the bikes. And he hands me his reading glasses and he says, "You're 45." You need you need the reading glasses. <laughs> Night and day different. Suddenly wow. I what I was brutal, doing. brutal but honest. I know, I know. It was it was an epiphanic moment for me. Uh, but uh, but after that, it became accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, we also we built from scratch. We designed our 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 bikes from scratch. So we uh, we wow. took out large drafting paper. And we figured the parts that we were going to use, like the fork and the amount of offset in the fork, and then uh, designed backward from there all of the uh, and and drew to scale the entire um, the entire bike as um, before we began work on it. Which even as I was doing it requires all this one step algebra. It requires all of this this ratio and proportion and decimal work uh, that is you know, completely eminent and practical for a lot of the kids and exactly what we teach in science and what, exactly what we teach in middle school math. And it, it's ridiculous to think that, you know, a, a trade program like this requires all of that mathematics. And, and even kids who don't want to go on to college or, or go on to engineering programs later in life, they don't realize it in, when they're 11 or 12 that, that the, the basics of just middle school engineering and science and mathematics is required for nearly anything you'd want to do in the trades as well. Yeah. Wow, absolutely. That is so true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, you know, and, and to that point, you know, one of the great things about our program is that it does do engineering, but we do something for the environment. We do something for a social cause and trying to help our uh, community and society out too. So it's not just a STEAM program, it's a STEAM pro program 
with a with a real heart. And with with this aspect of it, something that I've always tried to integrate into my my um, my teaching is is art and frame building as you said scott is is an art, it's, art. yeah it's design it's it's artistic um and I, I i feel strongly like i've always done my best work as a teacher when my kids are not only accessing all of that engineering and math and science but also being able to access themselves as as creative creative beings and uh you can see it the way the kids engage, how excited they were when I brought this frame that I had built back and they had yeah. thousands. You're back. You're talking about when the kids were coming into the classroom and how excited they were to see the frame you, you built. Yeah. Yeah. And so many of them uh, have been sticking around and trying to um, be part of the process of, of picking the, the, um, picking the, the rest of the bike, which, which tire should go on it, which fork should go on it, which, uh, <laughs> pedal should go on uh really they got they're really into the paint jobs as well so we're looking at different ways of painting bikes in the classroom and, and we heard loud. that from the previous radio show we did a maker's space uh ben and a couple of your eighth grade students um i'm sure you can imagine who they are were very excited about their spray painting artistic uh abilities to do their bikes the one thing i wanted to ask too ben and you mentioned this but i don't know if our audience knows what about the bike, the bicycle recycle program with a heart. Can you tell um, our audience the the amusing, amazing community service that you do with um, some of the bicycles you create? Yeah, can I speak to that? Yeah, Steve, you should. Yes. I, I, um, so after a year in the bike program, I forgot forgot this piece. <laughs> after after a year in the bike program, we started re coming with a surplus of bikes. And I had no idea what to do with them all because they were built bikes and I was trying to sell them and maybe a few were sold, but there were a lot that weren't being sold. Um, I got this uh, suggestion from my wife who said, why don't you go down to Loaves and Fishes and see if they might be interested in what your bikes are about. So I went down on a Christmas break um, and met with Jim Path. And Jim was the director of Loaves and Fishes Homeless uh, uh, Program. And he walked me through the whole pro program. And, and then I said, well, I got this thing. It's this bike program and, and we're building bike. And he said, let's give it a try. <laughs> and so we, we started that year and brought, I think the first batch of kids amounted to about 20 kids. And every year since, except for the past two because of COVID, we went down to Loaves and Fishes in, in the uh, springtime and delivered over 100 bikes to people who were in need of bikes who were homeless from that agency and fixed bikes of people whose bikes were not running as smoothly or as wonderfully as they should. Mm -hmm. And so the students were the mechanics and we had, we had, you know, lots and lots of good volunteers who helped out in the program uh, throughout the day. And that's happened. Now that's become an annual event and take it from there, Ben. Right. Yeah. When uh, last couple of years, we haven't been able to go there because of COVID, but this year we, we, we just set the date as May 3rd. And so we'll be able right. to back there and we we provide other um bikes as well uh, foster agencies behavioral health is is always in contact um, right. we, 
uh, helped one one uh, guy get back on his feet. He needed a way to go go uh, um, get to school to get his GED, get get um, this new job that they got him. He needed a, a means of transportation. We got him a decent bike to work those things. But um, yeah, so I still, I mean, as we move forward with this with this job, it's still really important to me to kind of keep that aspect of our program. Um, there is, is really the primary emphasis that we're, 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 we're doing this environmental thing, we're doing this education thing, but we're also doing this thing for our society, um, which is really necessary for, to the people we bring these bikes to. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, Kim, this is like they've got, you, you, from Steve, what, you've, what you started in Ben, where you put it, it's like the perfect STEAM class, um, but now we have H. We've got the heart. And so we're going to have to rework the whole acronym there, the letters, because, uh, you know, the way it flows. But it's absolutely, it, it really is, I, I think, like the ultimate lesson that, you know, as teachers, Kim and I, we, that that's what you want to do. You want to talk about it and then show the kids how those things are applied in the real world. And uh, wow. And with the heart. Amazing. I know. And I've actually heard a lot of middle schools, impressively, I've heard that a lot of middle schools, eighth graders in particular, are doing community service projects, kind of like the senior projects in high school. And I I'm pretty moved by that um, because it's such a time, you know, to look outside yourself as a middle schooler. Right. And to see how the, how you can affect and benefit the world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's a time in their lives where they're trying to figure out what is their role in society. And if, if we give an opportunity to take a broader perspective, it, it gives them a, a better understanding of who they are and who they want to become. It's so true. I want to ask, um, thinking as a student in mind, you know, like how is this new part, how will you bring this to the classroom or to the bicycle recycle program, the new framing? What does that actually mean being a person that's not bike savvy? What does that actually mean as a student who comes into the bicycle recycle shop? Right. I mean, how, how we're going to integrate it yet, yeah, we still got to sit down and, and talk um, to Monica Doherty and to um, uh, Mr. Shug about what we're going to do and how we're going to integrate this into the program. But in terms of uh, if, if you were doing frame building, you'd be doing something radically different than what the program is right now. And they w couldn't really coincide in the same cl class period. It, it, they, um, the frame building First of all, design, designing and drafting, uh, possibly with with a CAD program, possibly by hand. Right. Um, you know, it's pretty in, in, intensive. Secondly, um, welding, whether whether I'm doing it or whether the students do it, we need specialized equipment. We're gonna re, need to re-outfit the um, the program with at least one 220 um, volt setup in order to uh, set up our welders. Um, where you're you're designing things, you're putting them together. We're cutting holes in this and then we're, we're 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 welding all of these parts together it needs specialized equipment it needs special dedicated time and place not only for the design but also for the fabrication of the of, of the bikes um it, it would be pretty radically different um than what they are currently doing in in, in the shop so uh, we're sure. not quite sure yet how we're going to um, do this be it it might be a, a, a Cooley middle school in Roseville has a class like this had a okay. class like and it's now defunct because the the teacher moved away but um they had it uh completely separate from their from um from their mechanics courses which is kind of what we do now and so they they had different periods of the day um you know we have to 
find it, figure out as a district whether we're willing to do that or um, or if we want to kind of alter things in, in, a, in a different mm -hmm. way. So that's still to be seen, but uh, we're definitely going to be integrating it. Um, we've got this semester, because we don't have all our welding equipment and stuff, I actually have a, a bamboo frame design. Oh, cool. Wow. So a lot of the same elements of design and drafting, and I have all of this hardened bamboo um, that we're going to use and then do carbon overlay to connect them. But uh, the, the, the design and the drafting and the milling is very similar to what we would do with the steel frame bikes. So that's how we're going to begin. And then uh, we've also, we're also working on painting the current bikes we have. And uh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll, that's, that's where we're going to go as things get set up. So. Wow. It sounds like a perfect, you know, advancement into the, the real stuff when it comes to welding. And um, I think, I mean, that sounds amazing, everybody. And we're out of time, Scott. We, Can you believe we that? are out of time unfortunately um it's just amazing steve I, I, you know from your beginning of a going to like i said bikus and then getting that five thousand dollar donation to start this whole thing and the, the heart and soul you put into it and recognizing it was a different way to 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 reach students and make them love school and then to ben what you're moving it you know direction now with the welding it's amazing so we want to thank both of you so much for taking the time to be with us uh, and we want to thank our audience for joining us. So on behalf of Kim uh, and Steve and Ben, uh, we'd like to wish everybody a very happy new year. And you've been listening to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.